What's up, Rad Dads, and welcome to another episode of the Rad Dads podcast. Tonight, we don't have a, a, a special guest. Actually, if you consider Rob a special guest, he's a special guest, or just special. <laughs> Rob, say hi. How you doing out there? Uh, we have actually haven't done a podcast recording, just you and I, in quite some time. We've done we've been doing a lot of interviews. You missed spending time with me, Sal. I have, yes. <laughs> and actually, we don't have our plexiglass uh, uh, divider here. We're actually sitting next to each other. Um, tonight's podcast, we are talking about a very important topic, actually something that has been going on in the country uh, these past couple of weeks. It's uh, guns. Uh, we're going to be talking about guns. And pew, we, pew. And we have definitely a difference of opinions. Yes. So yeah. this will be well, a good episode. Specifically, guns in the house. That's yes. what we want to talk about. Uh I don't want to talk about guns in general, but just specifically guns in the house. Oh, we're going to get there, Sal. Oh, we're going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Rob, do you own a, a pistol or a firearm? I do not own nor have I ever owned a firearm. Do you plan on owning a firearm? I do not at this given point in time. Um, do you? That's a very personal question, my friend. <laughs> And that's why yes, we're having it. Yes, yes. I, I do uh, I do own a gun or two. Or three. Yeah, potato, <laughs> potato. So my take on guns in the house, and that's always been my take, is I don't I don't need a firearm in my house. Um and I know we we differ on this opinion. I don't I don't I've never even when I was single and didn't have a family, I didn't feel it was necessary. I do have a baseball bat underneath my bed, or used to when I was single. Um, they but, they call that the Sicilian uh, 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 protection device. Dude, my wife's like, "What are you gonna do with that? If someone comes with a gun, I go, I'm gonna throw it at him, man. <laughs> what, the fuck? what do you think I'm fucking gonna do with it? Uh, the live live audience is getting raw and uncut. Yes, yes, raw and uncut. So for me, for owning a gun in the house, I just. I think it's too much risk for, for having children, even if you educate them. And where I'm sure responsible gun owners do educate their children. I So if you – most people don't know this about me. My, my father was very anti-guns. Um, and it had a lot to do with my grandfather was in World War II and lost his eyes, um, both eyes, in uh, the oh, South wow. Pacific. Yeah, he's blind. He never saw – he was blind. Well, he never saw his kids. Oh, my God. So, and obviously that has, you're much different scenario, guns in, in war and and especially World War II, which was ridiculous and crazy for, for the world. But it had that type of lasting effect on my family. Because um, even growing up, if, I, I don't know, it, if, if people out there have ever had a blind friend or someone who had like, one one eye that was that was blind. Um, they typically have like glass eyes. So when I was a kid, when I was five six, it was very infatuating to me because my grandfather was blind. I, he couldn't see me, so you know it was very different. And you know he would let me touch his eye, and it was very oh, like wow. yeah, it was very. He always wore shades and and was probably one of the most fit um, 60, 70, 80 year old. Uh, men I've ever met did push-ups every day like very fit um, for being blind and not being able to run but he had a treadmill and you know had a lot of stuff but it, it just had that type of effect on me and then when I was growing up I grew up in a small town and there were 13 or 14 houses on our block we grew up in a dead end um, a neighbor and I'm not gonna say he was a really close friend he was a friend we grew up next door to one another um, lost his life when a gun went off in his house and now at the time when, when that had happened, we weren't close. Um, we weren't really ever close. So I'm not going to claim like, hey, it was my good friend. And, but again, that had another, you know, for someone who was already slightly traumatized by, by firearms, uh, just because of the impact it had on my, on my lineage, my, my grandfather, um, seeing that happening firsthand, seeing that like the police coming there, them, you know, bringing out and we were literally well, um, that, that leaves an impression yeah we were diagonal to, to that house so it definitely left an impression on, on, on myself 
uh, personally, I don't know about the rest of my family or my or the other kids who were on that block. But for me, that's always kind of stuck with me that that can happen, and it happened too close to home. Yeah, no, it, it hits home, especially when it hits home. It, it becomes a little more challenging, a little more difficult. Um, but I, if you're a law-abiding citizen. If you are a responsible gun owner, something like that should have never happened. I agree with you. I I fully agree with you. And because all my all mine are all locked up, there's there's no way of getting to them. And and if you get to them, there's no way of loading them. Do you have biometric access or no? No, those are kind of finicky because you know when when you're recording your fingerprint if you have uh you know if you if you, if you get uh, sweaty palms or if you got cream on your hands it, it may it may be a little funky salutary uh, especially, palms especially if there's a bump in the night and you try to uh get into your biometric safe and it's not reading it you know it it becomes a little challenging i i, I do a push button so but yeah it, so you push the button i push the button yes i push the button um i've my first gun i probably got in my 20s uh, it was a revolver. I knew nothing about guns, but I did know that they are dangerous and they need to be locked up. Um, as far as teaching the kids, so I I enrolled my kids in a local uh, gun club. They did uh, long range shooting uh, uh, with a twenty two rifle. They were 8, 9, and 10, I think. Either 8, 9, and 10 or 9, 10. It wasn't last year because last year was COVID. I think it was winter before that. So it might have been winter of uh, 19. And they did it for about three months. But my main goal was to make sure that they knew what a firearm was. They knew what it sounded like. And they knew what it does. So... In the event that they, and this is my mentality, in the event that they do come across it when they get older, they either, one, call someone and say, hey, we came across this. Two, safe it off, make sure it's safe and no one else gets hurt. Or or three, call the cops. Now, when I was younger, there was uh, an incident that happened. Um, We were at a friend's house. And uh, uh, his brother was a dispatcher for the local police department. And God rest his soul. Um, and he was working that day. And, and this one friend's house, that it, it was uh, daily. We'd go by his house to hang out after school. And someone found the gun. And they dropped the magazine and were waving it around. And so I guess as they were waving it around, the, the, the way the, the sunlight hit the gun, they, they realized that there was still one in the chamber. Thank God no one pulled the trigger um, because it, we could have definitely either lost someone that day or someone's ass would have been whooped. But there was still one in the chamber. Nobody, so Everybody thought that once you dropped the magazine, you know, the gun safed off, but it's not. If you got one in the chamber, that, that's not coming out with the mag. The other thing that happened to me growing up, um, which probably adds into this, is I had a good friend who took a gun from another friend's house and actually brought it to school. Oh, my God. Yeah, and now you're talking the 1990s, mid-1990s, which even then was a big thing, but it wasn't as big as it. And it's, this sounds bad, you know, looking back on it, but it wasn't as big as it was that, that it is now. Um, and I don't think they actually found it. They just, they just heard rumors and and other kids had come forward and, and said, and it was a good friend of mine. He never said anything to me, but at the same point, you know, I was aware that, you know, I wasn't aware that, that it, that it occurred. So they actually sent me home because, they were worried about the if I got sent back to class, like the questions and the disturbance. So they actually sent me home for the rest of the day. My mom, wow. my mom's like, he didn't do anything. Like in this time, I actually didn't do anything. Like most times, <laughs> I, I was guilty, but you were the guilty the, party. The, this time, I, I wasn't. And and and, he, and the principal, our assistant principal, was like, "Listen, we understand, but we think it would be a bigger disturbance Total if he actually went to class." Yeah. yeah. So 
those couple of events in my life have kind of deterred me from it. My wife grew up with guns in her house, but she also grew up with three girls. So I think that's a different type of thing. Um, at least in my mind. So you're, you're three girls versus my two boys who beat the shit out of each other with sticks. So <laughs> it's just, for me, it's a, it's a big thing. And especially going into the teenage years when you hear a lot about depression and, and we don't have teenagers yet. Right. No, no. Um, and God knows what they're going to go through. I don't. And did I show you, were you over when that, um, no, I think I'm trying to remember if it was you or Conchetta who I showed the, um, there was a commercial where the, the gun, um, the guy runs home, the gun's not in the drawer and he runs to the, Oh, you showed me. I showed you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like but that, see, that, that's an irresponsible gun owner. And I agree. The guy in the drawer were bullets in the drawer was a gun. Look, get a safe, lock your shit up. You know, you, especially if you got kids in the house. So have the conversation with your kids. Okay. Have the conversations. There are firearms in the house. You are expected. The expectations are you will not touch it. So that's why I took my, I, 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 I took my kids and I enrolled them in, in, in the shooting class. So before we get into the shooting class and, and uh, proper or responsible gun management, we should talk about another type of management, wealth management. Absolutely. Dynamic Wealth Consulting. LLC, where client financial education is the dividing force to the realization of goal planning and financial empowerment. Richard Latito and Dynamic Wealth Consulting specialize in developing a financial plan for clients, which includes asset management, insurance review, and estate preservation. The firm assists clients ranging from young goal-oriented professionals such as yourself, Rob, to the retiree and everyone in between. To have a no-obligation conversation with Dynamic Wealth Consulting, Richard Latito, please give him a shout. 201-383-2277. And tell him the Rad Dad sent you. Tell him the Rad Dad sent you. We'll work on his bourbon tasting and his selection. He'll work on your wealth. Yes. And look, if you have questions about your 401k, if you have... Questions like, is my, is my shit in the right spot? My, my finances? Give Rich a call. He'll, uh, he'll lead you down the right path because Lord knows he's, uh, he's done good by me. That's awesome. That sounds good. This is dynamic wealth consulting. So let's, let's talk about proper or responsible gun management. I know dick about it. Gun management or gun ownership? Gun ownership because we know... I know a bunch of my friends who have, who have guns, um, and I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna beat around the bush. It makes me a little nervous when my kids go to their house, and I don't know the parents that well. Like if it's but do, see, do you ask before you? So if you don't no, know the I don't. That, so there is people people encourage when you have when you have play dates and your kids are going to other people's homes, and sometimes you're familiar with the parents, sometimes or friendly with the parents or not. You know, you should say, "Hey, do you have firearms in the house?" That should be a, that should be a question. So I mean, yes, even... it might it might seem awkward, but for the safety of your kids and their kids, hey, just curious, do you guys do you guys have firearms? Do you ask? Uh, no, because no, I don't. Because I think the people that they, the house that they go to, that I know that they, they don't have firearms. I'm trying to think. So. I know the house they predominantly go to don't have firearms. Um, I don't. I don't know some some of the other like, you know, some of the other friends they go to. And right now, no one's going inside the house, so it really doesn't yeah, matter as much. But I think even thinking back a year, I haven't really asked that question ever, because um, it's, it's never really come up. I I mainly go to the shooting range and shoot my guns. It's, it's enjoyable. It's fun. I have a good time. My wife goes. Uh, when my kids, I, I think I'm going to put my kids back into the shooting, uh, get, enroll them back into the shooting club. It, it's fun. It, it's a good time. But you got to be responsible. Um, so I, I shot, I've shot guns before, right? And I shot guns when I was a kid. What are around 10? Water, water guns don't count. No. I shot a 22. So that's. 
I'm trying to think. Shot for probably five years. It's probably the only gun I've ever shot. When you were ten? Yeah, I think wow. so. Wow. Ten ten to fifteen I shot guns. Shot it just at like a shooting range. You were a cool kid. Well, I went to sleepaway camp. Ah. So at sleepaway camp, we had archery, we had guns, we had quads. It was pretty cool. We had horses. I didn't ride horses. But like I you I was able to do that. Um my kids have never had the opportunity because they don't go to sleepaway camp. They can barely sleep in their beds. <laughs> sleep training, people. Sleep training. Um, so, but it, for for me, it gave me the opportunity to experience firing a gun. For me, there's really nothing. I'd rather ride, ride a quad around around the forest, go yeah. hiking or something. So, like, it just doesn't appeal to me. But that's all well and good. But what about home safety? You know? I got a fucking it, baseball bat. If there's a and Ginsu knives. You fucking see those things fly. <laughs> Chinese stars. Dude, she has she has the block of knives, the cut cone knives. That's yeah, freaking... but, but you gotta get to them. Where do you think like in my if, house, they're right there. If they look, if there's a bump in the night, they're already in the house. You gotta make your way to where that right, block of I'm knives is. I'm just gonna are. lay this out there. If there's a bump in the night, I'm not gonna be the first person that wakes up. <laughs> so fucking somebody else better be. What up. are you sleeping like a bear? Oh, I sleep like I'm out, man. I sleep like a log. The other, so we've been having the, the radiator issues. Right. And anything that, like, and they've been, like, shooting water all over the place. So steam heat sucks sometimes. Water everywhere. They blow in gas, whatever was happening. And my Ash wife was gas. Gas. Oh. So steam, <laughs> right? Steam. So it's going out. And my wife's like, what? She'd wake up. She'd be up and she'd be like, didn't you hear that? I was like, no, I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> Fucking slept right through everything. So pretty like I'm not the one that's gonna wake up, but again, listen, for security we have we have an alarm, right? We have we have um cameras that go to the police. We have like You got cameras that link to the police? Yeah, to our yeah oh, to our security system. So like I'm fucking worried. Someone wants to break in my house, there's nothing there anyway, so I live in you got that awesome router. Yeah, I got an awesome router that drops every fucking ten days. So dropped last time we tried to try to record right before we recorded. <laughs> dropped. It was great. Um, yeah, the Netgear router. I don't advise it. It's and listen, I'm talking shit on a uh, on a product, and I just got left by my co-host. But that's cool for all of you uh, Instagram uh, people out there. He went to go get the door. Um, the the Netgear router is really not that good. Uh, it it drops. Uh, we have the Nighthawks, so we both bought Nighthawks. I've been recommended by at least people, um, security people that, that I know and people who understand that net, network capability, that mesh routers are so, probably the way to go. So how does this tie into guns? It does not tie into <laughs> guns. I was just filling oh, space until you got back. Security, right? Yeah, security. There you go. <laughs> Going back to the bourbon. So, I mean, I am all for owning guns. And, you know, people ask me, are you for more stricter gun laws? Um and statistics, statistics show that the, the states with, with the most stringent gun laws are the states that are riddled with the most crime, gun crime. So you're, you're handcuffing law-abiding citizens, right, to protect themselves by owning a gun against thugs. So I, I, I think the, the agenda... in, in I, I, there's an agenda out there. I know we're not supposed to talk politics here, but I believe there's an agenda out there to ultimately outlaw guns. That's my opinion. So they say if you outlaw guns, right, we're going to reduce the crime. We're going to outlaw guns and legalize marijuana. Hold on. Hold on. So you outlaw guns. You make guns illegal, right? That, that's, 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 the, that's the grand plan. Make guns illegal and nobody will get shot dead. Right? Well, I mean, so wait, isn't that what wait, happens in the UK? There's no guns are illegal, right? It, it, what happened but, to drugs? Drugs are illegal, right? Well, yeah, but you're still gonna find drugs. You're you will, still gonna but find uh, guns. <laughs> it's it just. I love the look you're getting right now, and you're completely ignoring it. <laughs> I think for me, I don't think there's. I don't think guns will ever get outlawed in in the United States, um, just because it's our 
which amendment? Second. Second. Amendment. Yeah. Damn. It's our second amendment, right? I wanted to say second, but I knew you would know exactly. <laughs> um, it's our second amendment, right? And to be fair, that is just never going to go away. I, I just don't feel it's ever going to go away. But what I They're think They're just going to make it impossible for people to buy guns. Which, Not only people to buy guns, but also people to buy ammo. I, I laugh when I don't laugh. It's not funny. But when when on the news they, they say they 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 raided somebody's house, they found a couple of firearms and two thousand rounds of ammunition. Does two thousand rounds of ammunition sound a lot to you? Yeah, of course it sounds a lot. But it's I know not. I know yeah, but I know it's nothing not. about guns. So if you go if you spend two hours Guns at the shoot range, friggin' metal objects however many miles per hour. Into something. Yes. Right? A rubber back. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? That That's about as much as I know about guns, so, other than a twenty two and how to load it single shot. So two hours at the range, you're probably burning through 500 rounds. But that so goes... 2,000 rounds is nothing. But if we want to go back to media and how they cater uh, to different yes. areas, that's its all different conversation. I think the, the whole point is, is that, yes... Guns will guns are here to stay in the United States. I just don't think it's ever. It, we're not England. We're not some of these other countries that can survive with it without guns because it's our Second Amendment right. What I think should happen, or what I think will eventually happen at some point, is they will make it more difficult to purchase guns through background checks and whatever else. Listen, look, I'm all for background checks. I, I'm all for vetting the people that should not own guns, that not put guns in their hands. You're getting this live. I'm getting Sal riled up. And mentally disturbed people should not own guns. Well, that that's part of the what should be in the background check is if you've had any depression, you know, medical history, whatever it is, and that should be part of it. I'm not listen, I'm not saying I know anything about guns because I really am I'm not a gun owner. I am not pro guns by far. I am I will say this. I am a Republican. I don't own a gun, and nor do I think people should have semi-automatic guns. All my friends, a lot of my friends, do. And from that perspective, I, I get it. Did you they, say should not own semi-automatic guns? I don't think there's... No, sorry. I should say automatic rifle. They're, they're illegal. Automatic rifles are illegal. What's, a, what's an AR-15? Uh, AR-15? Yeah. It's a semi-automatic. So? You, so you're saying... People should not own an AR. I don't think so, but I know I know this much about guns. Well, pe- people uh, people hunt with AR-15s. People hunt with you know big guns. Depends on what you're hunting. I yeah, I get it, but I just don't see the need for it. So I'm not saying. Listen, if if it were up to me, those would be illegal, and really it would be uh, honestly, whatever whatever type of handgun we felt was. Was responsible, but I don't think it matters because it depends on what the ar- underlying argument is, right. right? If the underlying argument is people shouldn't have guns for self-protection, that's bogus because that's our Second Amendment right. That's you know that. that no, I, I agree. If you're telling me, hey, we shouldn't own guns that are, you know, automatic or you know, or you're an automatic rifle with a clip of whatever twenty. I, I'm making shit up because I don't really know it. But if if we're saying that's illegal, that's you know, that's a different story, right? Because you're saying you now are justifying it behind the scenes and saying, all right, we say guns are okay, but excess, but going above and beyond excess is not necessary. Now, what that line is, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a gun expert. I probably should have done a little bit more research into this before we talked about it, so, so but I didn't realize we were... So where's the, where do you draw the line in the sand um, where... Where do you draw the line in the sand where you say, okay, you can own a gun, but you is, are you saying you can own a gun, but you can't own X amount of ammunition, or you your no, magazine no, 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 like an extended magazine or something like that. But I, I agree, like third, like a hundred round magazine is not necessary. There's, yeah, there's no I, and I don't know that. what. Listen, I am not a gun expert. I don't know if a you know a standard magazine is 10, 15, 25. Well, no standard idea, in Jersey, man. it's down to ten. Yeah. So like high capacity magazines, uh, fifteen or, or greater, it's it's considered a felony. So, so you wanna... which is which is fine, but is that true to 
the majority. Of, states, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. So I get that. I think there should be, and I don't know what the actual the um, the background checks are on for guns, but I know in New Jersey it's it's pretty in depth. From it, it is because so so when, when people say they can walk into a gun shop, they can in New Jersey. I know that in New Jersey you cannot, you cannot. But I I am all for background checks. I am all for anyone that is a felony, anyone that has been released from prison, anyone who has a stain on their record should not own a gun, especially if it's a violent stain. But the other thing is, what about, um, is that a, so I guess the background checks for, from a federal perspective, that's not in, we don't know, right? We just, we're not, we're not aware, but what about these, the loopholes, which, and you're going to have to help me here. The the gun collectors piece is that actually a loophole, or is that? So I, I don't know. And this is this is this is where I'm ignorant. Is I the loopholes that people are talking about? I've never been exposed to, and I am not aware of. Because I what from what I understand, and listen, I didn't read a ton on this, is that you could go to a gun collector show and buy guns there. I used to go to the gun show in Pennsylvania, and actually, I bought my wife's. Uh, rifle, 22 rifle from a gun show in Pennsylvania. They did a background check. They took they took my ID. They took all my information. They wanted to know who I was, and rightfully so. So I was at a gun show in Pennsylvania, uh, a, a state that allows concealed carry and open carry. Uh, open carry, I'm not sure. I may be wrong there, but I know they 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 allow concealed carry. They they did a background check on me. I had to fill out the paperwork, and they said you got to come back in, a, in an hour or two because we we, we got to do a, a check. They did a check. I went back. They said I was good. I bought the gun. I bought the rifle. And that's what I would expect, right? That's what you that's what you would expect. That's what it should be. Yeah. But I, you know, I I just don't. I've never been exposed to these loopholes, and I and I like these. These buttholes on, on the, you know, the, the the media that they try to walk into a gun uh, shop and say, "Hey, I want to buy a gun," and and my name is is uh, Pablo Escobar, and and walk out with a gun, and and they've been proven wrong multiple times. Um, I, and I I got this this website. It's it's Pew Pew Research. Pew Pew. Uh, org. Yes. Pew Pew. <laughs> it's a little fitting for our yeah. uh, conversation here. Uh, so it says, uh, seven facts about guns in the United States. Fact number one, three in 10 American adults, which is 30% say they personally own a gun and an additional 11% say they live with someone who does. Second fact, uh, protection tops the list of reasons why gun owners have guns and protection, home protection. Uh, fact number three, a majority of Americans say gun laws should be stricter. See, I don't agree with that. You're but handcuffing the American people by, 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 but, but what laws? So this is where we get into the, the conversation, right? Because I think the background checks, I'm not sure federally, but I know New Jersey because my wife did get a, a permit to, to own a gun. Right. Whoa. I shouldn't fucking I'll get shot. <laughs> I've already said this. Like my luck, I'll stumble in one night and I'll get shot. Like that's just fucking luck. That's the hot headed Italian yeah. in there. She's like, who is that? Ping. Oh shit. So and I told her that straight out. But see, that's not a responsible gun owner. Yeah, it is. She should probably have it locked up separately and still do it. Uh so it I think it's just clarification on what they mean by by stricter gun laws because I don't think I don't think owning the guns is the problem. I think how people are obtaining it, and I think the amount of mass shootings are coming into play. And I don't now I don't know if that's the gun laws or if that's the government saying, "Hey, we have too much going on. We looked into it. The guy looks good." I don't know. That, to me, that's a bullshit excuse. You know, but some of these guys definitely, obviously, have mental issues that that, that have. How, how do they fly under the radar? How, how do they pass? How do they pass the smell test? You, know, if it looks like a duck, it, it talks like a duck. It's a. That's fucking what I'm duck. saying. Like, what what type of background checks are really being done? So, so, so recently, the one in Colorado, the FBI knew about this guy, and did nothing. So, and that's my problem is that that seems to be more the mantra that we've been seeing is right. that the but, government actually knows. Okay, so but the, they can't do anything about it. So why why do you want to handcuff the law-abiding citizens of the world? 
I get it, the, but but how did this person obtain weapons? I, I, I you know, know what the scariest part is? I lived, and it, if it's where I think it is, I lived right across the street from that that, uh, that supermarket. Oh no, it was a supermarket. Oh, no? super, that's right, supermarket. Yeah, so I lived across the street when I lived in Colorado. I lived in Boulder. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty crazy. I was actually looking at trying to figure out the exact location, and I was like, I think that's where we used to live. So just so you know, what what, what they're doing now is increasing the cost of permits. They're gonna they're gonna charge you more to own a gun. They're gonna which doesn't so they're gonna tax you more for buying ammunition in New Jersey or everywhere federally. Uh, it's probably New Jersey. It's, right now, it's New Jersey. So I don't, and this is going to sound, I don't like that it's it's going to cost you more because that's not going to impact, that's not going to impact everybody. So the people who can afford it are going to get it legally. People who can't are either going to get it illegal or not get a gun. And that, so, so we're talking so, about you, equality. But you, but you hit the nail on the head. So I'm going to go real political on everyone's ass. You too, Instagram. We're talking about <laughs> Equality, right? In this nation, it's all about equality right, right now, right? Top to bottom. How does increasing the ability to get a gun increase the cost, make it make it fair to everybody, the poor and the rich? No, you're it doesn't. Right. You're 100% right. So now right. the people who, who are poor and are living in these areas that that they're actually law-abiding citizens and they want a gun because they're actually scared. They want to protect, suburbia, they protect themselves. Right? And can't get a gun legally, they're going to... I don't know if they're going to turn to illegal or they're just not going to get a gun, which is more likely that if they're a law-abiding citizen, they're not going to get a gun. So to me, that's that's dumb. That goes against everything everyone's standing for. And probably this is going to hit a chord for a lot of people, but it's reality. Sorry, I, go ahead. I agree. So fact number four, many gun policy proposals are politically divisive. I agree 100%. But there are some on which Republicans and Democrats agree. Look, I agree with background checks. You need a background check. You need to know whether this person has a history. And if this person does have a history, you flat out deny them. Um, I agree that people that have been, uh, that have, that have felonies or have records should not own a gun. I agree that any domestic abuse uh, or violence, they should not own guns. There is a law in New Jersey, I believe, that if you apply for a medical marijuana card, you have to give up your federal ID uh, fi- firearms card. So that I don't understand. So if you... Well, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? So now you're going to start... What does that have to do with the tea in China? Huh? Exactly. Did you ever hear that saying? No. What is? What is? It has that, everything to do with being a responsible gun owner because you're you're sitting there token, right? You got friends over and you're and, and you're hitting you're hitting the, the joints, right? But medical then, marijuana doesn't just pertain to smoking joints. It also pertains to gummies. Okay, and hold on. So now so now you're you're fucked up in the head because you you've smoked a couple joints and taken a couple gummies, right? And two weeks ago you bought this fucking shiny. Fucking gun! This uh, Desert Eagle weighs about two hundred pounds. Desert Eagle is a gorgeous gun. Costs a lot of money and weighs a ton, but it's gorgeous. You shouldn't be shot. Just put it in your mantle because it's a showpiece. That that's all, right? So so you you're you're sitting on your couch. You're all gummied up. You're all smoked up with your buddies, and you, dude, you got to check out my gun. I, I got this fucking Desert Eagle two weeks ago. Sal, have you ever I, smoked weed? What? Have you, have you ever smoked weed? Uh, I don't speak uh, English. <laughs> That's more likely to happen if you're drunk than if you're high. If you're no, high... No, I disagree. Because you, you're not, you're not in, in, in a state, in a mental state, where you can responsibly do something with a firearm. So, if you... It, look, yes, I... Look, okay. I know, what you're, I know where you're going. So, so Dude, people I can barely get off the couch when I used to smoke weed. Well, like, dude, come on. Some people are different, you know. So, I but it's I, not I, aggressive. I so, I would I would agree with you if you're talking about, and I know dick about anything other than weed. If you're talking about any of like the more active paraphernalia, all right, or even drinking, but marijuana is not a drug that makes you like. The only thing you want to do it affects everybody differently, man. It does. 
There's, there's. It doesn't make you like unless it's laced with like some, something. Are you ready to run like a marathon when you smoke weed? No, but d- you, you don't know what it does to people. Some people, some people may it may but mellow you can them out. The same and- thing. So now you open Pandora's box because now you say that that same argument can be used against alcohol, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're applying for a medical marijuana card, so you are. But you but are now, known. You're federally known to have a, a card to to legally smoke because you have ailments. But now you don't have to anymore because it's legal, right? Uh, well, I guess. Right, because it Colorado, New Jersey, yeah, all these other states, it's legal. So I don't need a medical medical marijuana card unless you want the good stuff. True. I, I True. guess I don't know. I don't. I don't partake anymore. Yeah. For over. 20 years or something like that. Come on. You told me you were smoking a joint two weeks ago. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, definitely not. Since 2000. We almost got high sitting outside your house the other night. 2006. Because <laughs> I moved back from the Netherlands. So that's, you, you know what I'm saying? Like if there was something that I think that would, that would really resonate is really, it'd be more but, alcohol than marijuana. But see, you you had a different effect uh, with the marijuana. You smoked, you mellowed out, you chilled, you, you get you get but sucked into the mellow out. I've been around people where it's it's, it's then it was get, laced. They get free. I'm it's telling possible. You. Then then it was most likely laced. It's possible because most people just like chill. Like it's it's a very it's not a listen. Not an expert. Maybe we'll bring on a cannabis expert. But based on my experience, we had we had someone that had a farm, cannabis farm. We should ask him. We yes. should actually bring him on and, and ask him. That's actually <laughs> Hold a really on. good idea. Can, can we phone a friend? I mean, <laughs> he did talk about that. It was sitting on his desk, right? Yes, he was, so, he was rolling it as yeah. we were interviewing him. And then he was he went out uh, surfing. So I think we've gone the gambit. Is there anything else you want to well, talk yeah, about? Well, yeah, go ahead, this go through. Seventh uh, seventh fact here. Did I do number six? Uh, oh, number six. Many Americans say they know someone that has been shot. Number seven. Uh, 2017 saw more gun deaths in the United States than the year in de- that the year uh, years. What the Jesus? Than any year in decades. So, so I don't that, understand how that that helps your argument. So here, <laughs> how to safely own? How to be a responsible gun owner and have a gun in the house with kids, okay? If you're first, not watching on Instagram, you're missing a first fucking best and episode. First foremost, trigger locks, okay? They're simple. They're affordable. It prevent, prevents the, the, the gun from being loaded or even shot, okay? Number two, a gun case. If you have a gun case, put a fucking lock on it. Go to Home Depot. Spend the $7 for a lock and put a lock on the gun case, okay? And go the step further, the gun inside the gun case, lock the gun, okay? Put a trigger lock on the gun inside the gun case. And guess what? Lock the gun case, okay? Responsible gun owner. Number three, strong boxes and security cases, you know, an indestructible box, uh, security case. Number four, locking steel gun cabinets. Number five, a gun safe. Get a gun safe. If you have multiple guns, get a gun safe. If you're buying a gun for home safety, you talked about biometrics before. Don't use biometrics. I, I like to use the touch, the touch button safe, you know, digits. Use the digits. But... Be a responsible gun owner, especially, especially if you have kids in the house. Because, look, we were all kids once. We were all curious. We opened up every freaking cabinet and drawer in the house to see what the hell was in there. You know, and if we could find anything, be a responsible gun owner. Your kids are going to be curious. Hide the keys to your gun cabinet. Don't put it on the top shelf because guess what? Our kids grow and the taller they get, the more curious they're going to get on the high spots. Oh, I was never able to reach this spot before. What's here? We're going back to high spots. Hi. <laughs> so, uh, and, and that's that, that, that hits all the topics that I want to talk about as far right, as sorry, uh, I being, keep- being a responsible gun owner. So all I can think about is sawed off shotgun, hand on the Glock. Hand on the pump. 
Oh, come on. Cypress Hill? This fucking guy. And the best part of it, this is on Instagram and I'm dancing. <laughs> Can you dance with a pistol in your pants? Oh, my so, God. I love Cypress Hill. I can't, I can't stress enough to be, if you're going to own a firearm... Um, you have to be for, responsible. For, for, first and foremost... When you get if if you're unsure on how to, to purchase a firearm, go down to your go down to your to your local PD. You got to apply for a fire firearms ID permit. Once you apply for your permit, then you can go purchase your firearm. And 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 just words of advice: make sure that firearm you buy. Let's say it's a handgun, nine millimeter, whatever it is. Make sure you know that gun inside and out. Okay, just understand that gun. Take the gun apart. Learn the gun. Understand what the gun does. Yes, it shoots. It shoots very fast. And it kills things. But I, I can't stress enough. Be a responsible gun owner. Especially with kids in the house. Lock your guns. Okay? Don't leave them in your top drawer. Lock your guns. If, if you got multiple guns... Okay, and you need one gun that, that, that's got to be handy just in case there's a bump in the night. Okay, put that gun in a gun safe. Three digit, four digit, six digit, whatever it is. You know, something that you can wake up, punch in three, uh, three numbers or six numbers, whatever it is, and, and, and the door opens and, and you got your gun. But the rest of the guns, put them, put them away. Lock them up. Your kids don't need to, to, to find them accidentally while you're at work. And you know what? If your kids are of age, have that conversation. Explain to them what a firearm is and what a firearm can do. Because you don't want to be that parent to walk through that door and find that your child found your gun. Okay? Nobody wants to see that. And what's our dad lesson for tonight? Be a responsible gun owner. That's amazing. That's, that's the dad lesson. That's Be amazing. a responsible gun owner. Buy a gun safe. And you know what? If you can't buy a gun, that should be the first thing you buy is a gun safe. And the second thing you buy is the gun. Okay? You because, think Sal's uh, passionate about this? Look, some people are, are, are tight on, on, on money. Daniel's I, commenting. We I love get, you, Daniel. I, I, I can't it. reach the... Uh... <laughs> look, I get it. People are tight on money. And if you're in the, in the market to buying a gun, the first thing you buy is a gun safe. Okay, and then when you got more money and you need to buy that gun, then you buy the gun because at least now you know that gun is going in that safe that you bought. Buy the gun safe first. But I can't, I can't. I'm freaking sweating here. Right. I can't stress enough to be a damn uh, responsible gun owner. All right, and I think that brings us to our second sponsor. Yes, our second sponsor, Amsters, Amsters Prospect Tavern, which is in Waldwick, New Jersey. The family owned and operated since 1926. Amsters Prospect Tavern is truly a place where everyone knows your name. And not just because it's run by the owner, Norm. Are you? Okay. All right. Sorry. Sal's messing with my with my script or his script. Uh, they have real family and hometown vibe with excellent pub grub like their famous mozzarella bites or cheesesteak egg rolls. Love both, the cheesesteak egg rolls. Both of which are homemade right in their kitchen. Last night I had what did I have last night? We had the pizza, which was really good. Everyone loved that, and it's it's not as big as um, some of the pizzas in the area, but it's definitely very delicious. We had the uh, I had their special crab cake yesterday. It was really oh, good. Crab cakes. It was really good. So if you're if you're what does that say? If you're not if you're in the mood if you're not in the mood for pub grub. Oh, if you're not in the mood. You're right. Oh, gotcha. You want me to blow this up even more for you? Yeah, that would be helpful. <laughs> if you're not in the, I was okay with it smaller. If you're not in the mood for Pub Grub, you can try their excellent selection of upscale weekly specials. They offer Thursday through Saturday, like veal asaboco, slow-cooked short ribs, veal uh, filet mignon and lobster tail, and crab cakes like I had uh, last night. And one of the people that went with us had the stir-fry, which both were amazing. Uh, they take pride in serving their excellent food and making their customers feel at home when they're at Amsters. It's a great place to be honest. It's, we always have a good time there. They have a back room. That's really nice. And 
perfect for in the, in the summertime they have a back patio where which is nice out you could dine al fresco but getting back to the food if you like grilled cheese oh they God, have they have a grilled cheese it's got three cheeses, it right? It took everything for me not to order it last Oh, night. my God. It's got three cheeses and a fig jam. You get the salty and you get the sweet at the same time. Oh, my God. They also probably have the best onion rings I've ever had. I haven't had the onion rings Oh, yet. my God. They're amazing. They're they are really good. It, the food's really good. Um, if you're going, like, pub, uh, bar hopping, obviously you can't do that right now. But cool little bar. A bar crawl? A bar crawl. I mean, all Waldo's, all three bars. But if you are in the area, even if you're not, come down to Amsters. Enjoy some some awesome pub grub. Grab a drink. Say hello to Norm and Deb. And you got to tell them that the Rad Dad sent you. Damn right. Got to right. tell them. Now we're on to bourbon tasting. We are definitely on to bourbon tasting. Now, gonna... do we pause the Instagram <laughs> as a tease? <laughs> or we just keep going? No, I just keep going. How oh, you guys want to see the bourbon tasting? I mean, the bourbon tasting is Sal's favorite part. I'm just going to pour myself a little splash. So yeah, got to taste it. My favorite part. Look at his glass. Look at my glass. Just saying. That's his second. He finished his second. Yeah. This is my second. That's So that's his third. I just, I just, I just topped it off. I topped it off. <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, be tasting Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey. Never heard of it before, but it came highly recommended from a friend. Yes. Highly recommended? Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Recommended. Recommended. Um, and we do have our three glass, our empty glass. So we leave That's this here so everyone can see it. While. The empty glass has been sitting here for a while. Definitely interesting. Sal, if you would like to uh, read the uh, your write-up. So if everybody <laughs> wants to know why we have an empty glass. Oh, yeah. We haven't done this live yet. No. Oh, this is awesome. So, First time. So... If you're if you're tasting a bourbon, right, and you want to get the undertones of 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 the bourbon, and I discovered this uh, a while ago, we patented it. Yes, we coined it. So if you want to discover the undertones of the bourbon, pour pour a splash in a glass, right? Let's swirl it around, let it sit for about fifteen minutes, and then pour it out, and then let the let the glass dry, and then go back. To smell it, you'll get the undertones of the bourbon, and it's it's amazing. It's gone. This, no, no. This, no, no, you smell the sweetness. Stick your nose in there. I smell cinnamon now. Yeah. See. Yeah. See. It, no, before it, I smell something else. It changes everything. Yeah. All yeah. right. So as Rob said, our bourbon uh, tasting tonight. Uh, it's it's uh, the bourbon review. Uncle Nearest 1856 Premium Whiskey. Uh, alcohol classification. They're saying it's the premium whiskey. Uh, so it's not really a bourbon tonight. So it's a whiskey. It's a whiskey review, not a bourbon review. Um, distillery. It is nearest green distillery. Proof is one hundred proof. One hundred One hundred proof. Going Fifth. swimming in the pond. Yes. <laughs> Going streaking in the quad. <laughs> Everybody's streaking. <laughs> so it is a hundred proof, fifty percent alcohol by volume. Age is anywhere between eight and fourteen years old. Filtration is unknown. Batch size is unknown. The mash bill is undisclosed. The awards, they got a gold medal. This is very informative. Yes. Right up. Well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, getting, uh, it's getting better. Uh, they got the gold medal in 2019 for the, San, actually 2020, San Francisco World Spirits competition. Really? Yeah. I thought that was a small batch, no? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. that's, that's this one. Uncle Nearest Premium Wiki. Um, color is caramel. Caramel, caramel, however you want to pronounce it. Where do you see caramel in that rating okay. chart? Uh, caramel. Uh, yeah, it's not on your chart. Yeah, okay. Well, I fucking wrote it. <laughs> it's not on my color chart. On I wrote color it. chart, it's like a medium copper. Okay. Right? No? Caramel, caramel. Yeah, I Caramel's guess. not on our chart. Copper, <clears throat> medium copper. Try again. All right. Price point. Anywhere between fifty and sixty dollars, depending on where you are and where you can find it. If it's up closer to sixty dollars, you're probably getting ripped off. Um, nose and aroma. Do you like my 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 dried grass? You get dried grass. Take take a sniff, man. I get dried grass. I don't know what. Get, maybe I, it was a hit. Maybe oh. <laughs> I get dried grass. And I just got something licking my. <laughs> There's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> my dog licked your leg. 
and I get peach. You get peach? Yeah, peach. I get peach. 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 Um, tasting notes. Um, tasting notes. We always taste our bourbon neat. I don't. I used to put one or two ice cubes in it. You, I I used to have a you, cube. You used to put a ball the size of a fucking softball in yeah, it. Yeah, I used to put Sal's balls in my, <laughs> in my glass. That's pretty disgusting, yeah. disgusting. Sal has. Never mind. I ice balls. Ice, ice balls. balls. Not my balls. Ice balls. I said Sal's balls. Ice balls. All right. So, tasting notes. Uh, as mentioned, always neat. Sweet caramel up front. Finish. The finish is a burn. Get a, get a a burn on the way down. It, it is definitely an interesting. Uh, on the first sip, on the first glass, it is definitely an interesting uh, bur- uh, whiskey. Um, overall, it is. A, it, I think it's a little complex. It's got it's got something going on there. Uh, I'm not too sure. What's the price point? Fifty to sixty dollars. I don't love the price point. It, it is a bit on the high side. Come on, stick your nose in the glass. You don't Are, get dried gla- grass. Why do we keep talking about the high point? Because we were talking about <laughs> Mary Jane. The, the aroma is amazing. The aroma is actually on the very third, good. the third glass. You get cinnamon. I get the cinnamon on a. <laughs> on the third glass, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, when, when you got when you got the whiskey in the glass, it's it's totally different. It's pretty cool how that happens. I don't get the cinnamon punching through on the on, the full on, glass. on a full glass. No, yeah. I, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. So, give you want to give your ranking, or you want to do your um, spiel? Yeah, I'll give my spiel. We'll so, spiel. crazy how Sal didn't say the cinnamon because the cinnamon is overpowering in the dry glass. Well, the dry glass, yes, yeah. yes. But I think that that plays into our aroma. So, for me, I, the aroma is really like great with this with this whiskey. Um, I'll actually give it a two point five. It's it's unique. That's one of the things that I look for in the aroma. If it is not unique, then it's, I'll, I'll downgrade it. So I'll give it a two and a half on the on the aroma. The tasting, there's definitely a burn from from my perspective, initially and down the pipe. So down to your toes. Down to your yeah, it, it stays in your <laughs> chest. That's for sure. So from a tasting perspective, I think I'm gonna go maybe a one and a half. So that brings me to a four, and I think the finish is, is a burn. Um, and the price point is is a little on the high side, so I'm gonna go a half a point on there. So what does that bring me to? I don't do math in public, so right. I don't know. Two and a half, three, four, four and a half. Cool. Give it a four and a half. And it won't be a shelf staple for me. I, I like it. I'm gonna agree with you. I like it. It's not bad, but it's not. I would say anything above a five is more. Above a six is a shelf staple. For me, this isn't really a shelf staple. We, we <laughs> so hold on it is 9 47 on on a thursday night it's a school night just so everybody knows everybody listening uh but instagram right. watching watching um so it's 9 47 rob's kids have been sleeping for an hour and 45 minutes yeah my all of my kids are still up so the minions are, are somewhere in the kitchen right there look hi hi and another one came around trying to get me to Claire. Look at <laughs> Yeah, so my kids are still up. We we tried to do the eight o'clock thing, but that didn't work with us. But I I didn't mean to interrupt there, but go go ahead with your uh, you I think I went four and a half. Oh, you gave it a four and a half, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Ouch. You know what? I uh I'm getting I'm getting a little harder on my rankings because what I was re- I was being a little generous. I like it, I'll drink it. If it's at your house, but I wouldn't if buy it's it. At my house, if it's at your house. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it. I mean, but that's the dickle, right? You're, the the, the dickle's one. I gave it a one, and it's still sitting in my, in my cabinet. I'm waiting for someone to come over and tell me they want to drink it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I am going to give this a. Um, I'm going to give this a five and a half. Hey, he keeps trumping me. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a five and a half barrel. Um, uh, yeah, it's not it's not something I'm gonna keep on the shelf. Um, it is it is a whiskey. It is not terrible, 
but it's not, you know, something that I'm, I'm going to keep on my shelf. It's, I, I want to thank my friend that, that gave me the bottle. It, it, it is, um, it's, it's going to be okay for me. I think you drink it and you have it. I would, if I bought it once, I would drink through it. Not like that dick on me for someone else to drink through it. So wait, I'm going to tell you, after the third glass, it gets better. No, I'm just... <laughs> The dick, the dickle doesn't. The dickle doesn't. I can't even get through the The dickle never gets better. No, I couldn't get through the first class. The dickle. So I I think that concludes our um, our podcast for this evening. Uh, It was, I think, it was a great, good podcast. So this is a podcast we did ourselves. It's an hour long. Yes, I know. So we it was was a great topic. But I don't think I have to edit it, right? Since it's live, we we should be good. Yes, we should be good. Thumbs up on IG. What do you think? Um. I think it was a great topic. Um, it's an important topic, and it's, I can't. I can't. And it's one we're both passionate about. Yes. in Opposite directions. Yes, and it's something that's actually a current event. Something that's been occurring in the United States um, this past uh, the past week or two. Uh, tra- a couple of. Tra- it's actually not a couple of tragedies, but it's tragic what what's what has occurred. Um, but I can't. I can't stress enough if you're going to own a firearm just be a responsible gun owner be a responsible especially if you have kids in the house and when they get of age teach them about it have that conversation it's just like it's just like having the conversation about the birds and the bees when they get of oh, age i don't even want to have that conversation I, you've already had that conversation no we kind of tiptoed around that but just think of it as that Every time it, I ask the question, I get hee-hee-hee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, you know, I, I think everyone listening should just think of the same thing. When they become of age that you're going to have this, the conversation about the birds and the bees, I think you should have the same conversation about a firearm. You know, it's, it's as equally as important, I think. I think so, too. And I think I haven't talked about it with my kids just because we don't have firearms, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't talk about it. That doesn't mean that they'll never come across one no, at, I know. at a friend's house or something. I know, and that's the sad thing. Like, like even my son, we got hit for, he turned 10 last week, this week, yesterday. <laughs> and <laughs> this week, wait. What's and, today? And we gave him a Swiss Army knife. He already cut himself. What? Well, he learned. Yeah. You know, he's, not like, gonna do that. he's not going to do that again. I'm like, dude, you don't run the blade across your finger. Like, come on. Well, he wanted to see if it was sharp. That's, I mean, I did the same thing, I'm pretty sure. I, I remember it because I remember I had, like, that red Swiss Army knife. Yep, yep. And I pretty much did the same thing. So I get it, but now he has a cut on his finger. He's like, Dad, I think I think I need a stitch. And I'm like, no, you need peroxide. It's going to hurt like a bitch. It's more like <laughs> I'm rhyming for the people on Instagram. Look, look at that. He's a poet and he doesn't even know, know it. it. So, yes, I mean, that, that it was a great topic tonight, I think is an important topic tonight. Not that any other, any other night is, is not important. Um, Do you want to take us out with a good closing here? Because we got the Instagram folks listening. Yes. So, I mean, like I was saying before, if, you, if you're going to purchase a firearm, do your research. Buy that safe first. That's your first purchase is the safe. And then you buy your firearm because now you know you got a place to put your gun. But be a responsible gun owner. Talk to your kids about the guns or the firearms when they're of age. Same same age, dude, the birds and the bees. It's as equally as important. It's a life-changing event. But responsible gun ownership. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This is actually our second live show on Instagram. Thumbs up. Hope we did okay. Um, appreciate everyone who listened and, and came out yes. to view us. Thanks everybody for watching. I, I can't see from here. That looks like either one or zero. <laughs> no, it's more than one. You guys but, but I see things going, so it's got to be more than one. Yeah, but, I don't know who that person is, but Rich is definitely still on there. Daniel yes. was on there earlier. Dynamic Wealth Consultant. <clears throat> I see uh, Weber LLC is on there. We love you, Ryan. Uh, and I th- I don't know who else is on there, but... Definitely, we appreciate everyone who's who's viewing us. We love the support. Uh, we're going to keep doing this. Rob and I are definitely having fun. Um, you know what? If we have, if there's a topic that you guys want us to talk about, the, you know, yeah, mess- everybody listening and everybody watching, if there's a topic that you guys want us to touch on, just hit us up. Instagram, email, whatever it is. 
just shoot us a text, shoot us a, a, a DM. We'll, we'll talk about it. If it's something that affects us personally, we're actually going to be passionate about it. As you saw, I was talking about guns. I just started sweating over here for, for a I'm all riled up. <laughs> hey, look, it's per, per, perfect shirt for tonight, right? Yeah, there you go. So we appreciate the support. So now, Rob, you got to get up and you got to push that. Yeah, I know, no, because we're, I, we're like real I know. far. Well, you got to take take us out on the podcast. What, what do you mean? I took us out already. What, how, what else you want me to do? Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on YouTube, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Just as disaster. Uh, DoorDash. <laughs> Mama Luke. Uh, Podbeam, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Fixer, the Mac thing. The book thing, everything in between thing, and the ling-a-ling. Come back next year. Peace.